Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and this glorious afternoon, I'm joined by my good friend Taylor. Talk about the AFC West in the 2019 season preview. How are you doing today, man? I didn't know we were talking about anything today. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? It's a show, so what it has you, to have a premise, I guess. It's vacay. I it thought we were going game. to float today. What are you doing to me? This is what we're doing instead. I don't want to do this anymore. Well, they well we were kind of like floating because it's the AFC West, so it's you know about the beach and everything. I don't think that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't think going to the beach and then talking about the AFC West is the same kind of kind of deal here. Yeah, I think about. I don't have sand in between my toes right now, Matt. Well, when I think of sand, I think of Denver, Kansas City, <laughs> is that what you think? Oakland, and Los Angeles. Yeah. The bright spots of all of the U.S. The pinnacles of civilization. That's what everybody loves. So the first team we have here are the Denver Broncos. They're over under is seven wins. Uh, so d- for Denver this year, the big move they made this offseason was trading a fourth-round pick for Joe Flacco, which was absolutely absurd that you the Ravens are able to get anything for like oh. the 30th best quarterback in football. Like He's always the worst non-rookie quarterback. And they took on that contract, which is insane. They give up draft capital for it. And I'm sure the Ravens are still like ecstatic. They were able to get rid of him. Isn't that the weirdest thing, though? Only because I was so big on him last year. But after him just really quitting and yeah. him just not giving a damn about he was anything. Petulant. It was It was the worst thing I've ever seen because he just tried to just not be a part of the team because he knew that he was about to be replaced by Lamar. It was just really bad. And now... So, if Flacco doesn't work in Denver, though, shouldn't we be looking at Elway and being like, dude, what are you doing at this point? I mean, we're we're already there. Are you sure that we're already there? Because it doesn't sound like Denver's there. They're not going to fire him because it's Elway. That's my point. He has that job forever. But everybody, that's the problem. We can all say that he's done a bad job, but nobody in Denver's saying that. So, he's had, so since Elway, let's see what we can think of this here. (laughs) He's had Paxton Lynch, he drafted in the first round. He's had Case Keenum. He's had Simeon. Uh, he brought back Name Redacted to start a game. He didn't resign him, even though he really wanted to. Brock. Uh, yeah, let's well, Name Redacted. We don't bring his name. Oh, we don't bring house. his name. No. Why? You don't. You don't say the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> I don't know what he did. To but you. That's the wrong way. We just don't mention his name. Fine. It's like Voldemort, you know. <laughs> uh, man, they've had some bad quarterbacks. Dude, it's been awful, and they he has selected every single one of them. Yeah. And, and then this year, it's Joe Flacco they trade for, and they drafted Drew Locke in the second round, which I think is a fine place to pick Locke. You don't want to pick him in the first round. But as a second-round pick, I think it's a fine investment to make. And then, But yeah, trading for Flacco is absurd. And the weird thing about Flacco, too, is last year he wasn't terrible. Like It was the best year Flacco's had since Gary Kubiak was the offensive coordinator. Uh, he averaged 6.1 net yards a pass. His DVOA was 5.9%. His average depth of target was 9.5 yards, which was sixth. Uh, he averaged... Seven, it was, I don't even know what that means. What but that also, mean? he the biggest thing, though, was that Flacco was better last year, but he was bad at throwing downfield. He was 28th on twenty eighth in DVA on throws over 15 yards. And that's the narrative of Flacco that, okay, well, he's not he's not a very good short thrower, but he throws the deep ball well, and he can make up for his you know, inefficiencies as a short thrower. And he's bad in the pocket, and he's slow. But like, again, like he can throw the ball downfield, and he hasn't even been good at doing that at all whatsoever. So there's not like a tangible skill that he's good at aside from like just being kind of bad, you know. Hey man, can you help me out with something? Who is he uh throwing the ball down the field to? This year? Yeah, this year. Well they have Cortland Sutton. Okay. Uh Emmanuel Sanders is coming back from Achilles Tear. Yeah, but he's still not okay. Yeah. They have Trinity Benson. I don't know who you just said. 
I I'm pretty they, sure you made that name up. They have a rookie uh, wide receiver. I think it's Sanders or Taylor. But Let that's me... my point. Is that you really believe that Joe Flacco is going to be able to build relationships with young wide wide receivers? When has he ever done this? Yeah, it's, I, it's the Sean Hamilton's the other young guy. Yeah, but come and even with Lindsey, I don't think Flacco is going to work well with any of these guys because Flacco only likes Flacco. Well, yeah, and it's also they're paying him to throw the ball downfield, and he's not good throwing the ball downfield anymore. I just wait. Who's their tight end? Uh, they have Howerman, who they kept again. <laughs> they have Butt, and they drafted Noah Fant in the first round. Uh, Remember the other tight end from Iowa? Oh, yeah, and he yeah. should be good too. Yeah, I guess if they're going to be using him for Flacco, I just I don't know. Do you think he gets replaced this season, or do you think he finishes out Flacco? Yeah. Uh, no, he's in the last like seven games. Okay. He's bad. Yeah, it, it, and like my, this off season too, Elway was like, I don't think Joe Flacco's even reached his prime yet. That doesn't make. He's any like sense. thirty-six years old now. What's what's prime? Because that playoff run that he had that won the Super Bowl will never be matched. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel don't like understand that's it prime. I still can't believe they him. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> he's he's ridiculous, and yet people are never gonna question. Well, he's a legend. I, exactly, if you're a legend. You can do whatever you want. Except pick a good quarterback. Yeah. Same thing with Michael Jordan, though. There's no difference. Just because you're great doesn't mean you're good at something. Doesn't mean you can. Co- well, it doesn't mean you can coach or know how to run a team. Yeah, exactly. Or pick talent because yeah. you just believe that everybody should match your talent. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should just be as good as you. Yeah, which doesn't work like that. No. God, Elway. So the thing about the Broncos last year with Keenum, where you expect Keenum to regress some and that sort of thing, um, their run offense was really good last year. They were fifth in DVOA at seven point seven percent. Philip Lindsay had a rushing offense DVOA of 17.3%. He averaged 5.4 yards a carry, had nine touchdowns. Booker averaged 4.0 yards a carry. And Freeman averaged 5.4 yards a carry, the same as Lindsay. And so this was a, a really great rushing attack. This year they did lose Matt Paradis as their center that they're having to replace. Uh, but they drafted Dalton Risner, who is an offensive tackle. They moved him to guard, which is you know kind of a good thing for me to see as my own personal pride goes. And uh, J- Rob oh, Leary is going to be back as well, too, as the other guard spot. And they signed Juwan James this offseason, too. So, like, the offensive line could be should be better, um, even as a run-blocking perspective, even though they've lost Paradis, too. So, like, with this, with this offense, do you think Flacco, with the top-five rushing attack, uh, do you think this could be, like, the 20th-best offensive football? Yes, but the issue is I don't know if their running attack is going to be the same. I mean, it feels like that Lindsey last year was, like, the luckiest thing that just came out of nowhere. Well, Wasn't he just picked backs. off the street? He was street? undrafted. Yeah. So the whole idea is I think he was great last year. I think their running attack worked. I'm just not sure if it's going to work with Flacco because that's what Baltimore tried to – that's what all Baltimore tried to do is just make a running attack, and it never worked with him. Yeah. I don't know. Do you see something different in Lindsey? Do you think that he's going to be able to keep up and be a top type of running back? Yeah, I think so. But I don't think it's even Lindsey. It's the fact that they have other good. They have another good running back. Well, I mean, Freeman's not. He's not too bad. He's good. And Booker. Booker's okay. I don't think Booker's, Booker's kind of crappy. Yeah, Booker should have been better than what he was. Wasn't he picked in like the second round? Second or third. Yeah. But I like the run blocking here. And again, like Flacco was better last year than you would think he was. But again, like there's just that same malcontentness. The team didn't really like him all that much, and they had that swoon. It's like, yeah, we're gonna try something else because this is gonna get us maybe a wild card spot, and, uh, and like we're and so they won. They, they didn't end up winning the, the division by making the switch to Lamar Jackson last year too in Baltimore. But yeah, I just I don't understand the Flacco thing. Are you even feeling the defense at all? 
Yeah, I think. Like, do you even think it's going to be in, like, top 15? Do you think that this defense is going to be able to take any type of pressure off this offense? Yeah, I think so. Really? It's going to be a good defense again. You like it? Yeah, so last year, Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb combined for uh, 26 and a half sacks, 22 quarterback hits, and 71 quarterback pressures. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a premier edge rushing combo. And then they're also, their new head coach is Vic Vangio, who's been spectacular as a defensive coordinator everywhere he's been. He turned the Bears into the best, one of the best, all, one of the best defenses of all time last season. And like the defense is gonna be different in Denver. He doesn't blitz as much on the outside. He has his linebackers do a lot, uh, have to make a lot of plays in coverage. He mixes up his coverage just a lot. But like they do have a good secondary. I think Kareem Jackson's gonna be awesome here. He's gonna be so much fun to watch play. I just don't know if the pass rush is gonna be you know, as efficient because like last year they had one really good pass rusher in, in Mac. Like Akeem Hicks was pretty good, but. They didn't have like the pass rushing totals that you'd expect. Their defense is mainly based off these like screw up coverages that let's like we talked about, you know, two weeks ago, twenty seven interceptions last season. Yeah, so I'm not feeling the defense at all. I won't lie to you. I think that, yeah, maybe it's gonna be some few bright spots, but I don't think they're gonna be able to stop teams. I'll put it to you this way. They have to at least Denver's offense is gonna have to at least score twenty eight points for them to be able to win. I, just I don't, don't think that much. I think that much. Yeah. I don't think the Denver defense is going to be it's that great. It's always good, though. Yeah, it's, it's always... It's been good for, like, seven straight years. It's fine. I'm not going to say it's great. I mean, if you want to see a great defense... I'd say it's really look good. At, just look at Dallas if you want to okay. see a great defense. Think, That's all you have to I do. I think Denver's had really good defense for seven years now. Last year, I wouldn't call them really great. Yeah, I said really good, not really great. Okay, I don't even call them really good. Yeah, I call You're them really good. You're still using a G word in there. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it at all. Yeah, I call it really good. I wouldn't call it that. So all. last year they allowed 349 points. Yeah, that's a lot. They were fifth in defensive DVOA. I don't like that. The year before they were tenth. Year before that first. The year yeah. before that first. Yeah, I'm not the talking about The year before those. that fourth. I'm not talking about those first. It's three. a really good defense. And you know what? Well, let's focus on the past three years, not the the first three years. There. I like yeah. how you just pulled that out. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go as far back as I can until I see a one. Fifth, Everybody remembers tenth, when that defense was great and Carrie Payton and needed the Super Bowl. We all get it, Matt. We all get it. Yeah, it's still a really good defense. You know what? I think you're wrong on this. Um, I didn't say great. I said really good. No, you said I, great. I think they'll they'll have some growing pain switching, but the secondary here is is awesome. Where they have Chris Harris, they have Bryce Callahan coming from Chicago. I said I think Cream Jackson's gonna be awesome. Justin Simmons is a good safety too. Um, the really the biggest question I have for this defense though is just their linebackers. It's Todd Davis and uh, Josie Jewell, and I watched Jewell last year. I was like, this guy's bad. Like he's a he's an undersized linebacker from Iowa. He's not very fast. He gets blocked too easily, and they have to do, they have to cover a lot. They're inside linebackers in this defense, and so that's my one concern with them is just that their linebacker their linebacker play is not going to be good enough to be able like replicate what they did in Chicago. Um, and I think Fangio will probably just change the defense up some too to diminish their amount of coverage that they do, and also make use Bradley Chubb and Von Miller a lot more. I do think Adam uh, Gotsis is going to have a really good year in this defense, too. He's like a defensive end. He always has like four sacks, and he knocks a bunch of passes. I think he could have maybe like seven or eight sacks this season. Yeah, whenever it comes on the them being able to receive sacks, and even when it comes to turning over the ball, do you feel like, though, that this team is going to be able to at least be better than what they were last year? I just feel like it's going to be the exact same thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same thing as last year. Okay, well then, what are we even talking about? Well, with this I mean, but like, I guess we're talking about the, that's. Well, I guess we're talking about the final record, and I think it's going to be really similar to last season. But I think like, do you think there's going to be any improvements on any side of the ball? No, because Joe Flacco is there. Okay, that's the, kind of the whole point. But like, I think I still think it's going to be a really good defense, a really good rushing attack. But their passing is going to be bad. Their receivers are bad. Flacco's really bad, 
And the other thing, the other problem they have too is that with their pass protection, Garrett Bowles is still their left tackle. Last year he gave up five and a half sacks. He had 24 blown blocks. He had 10 penalties. Uh, Juwan James, they gave him a bunch of money, but he gave up three and a half sacks last year, nine nine blown blocks. And you know, he's a lot better than Jared Veld here. Uh, but I still don't like their tackle play. I think Risner's going to need, you know, probably a year or so to figure it out. I I don't. His hands are fine, but like he's kind of lumbering. He's not like a big slow guy. Uh, and he didn't have an NF, he didn't have a pass at the tackle position in the NFL. But like Flacco's not a guy who can deal with pressure. Like he's not. He's no Case Keenum. You know, he can't step up in the pocket and oh scramble my away. God, this Flacco, is Flacco's slow. He's slow. He's slow. Oh, so God. I think he's be kind of trapped back there too. But I think that the key for this offense. I really don't even think it's even Flacco in as much as it's Garrett Bowles. Like, if Bowles can be a competent left tackle and Flacco can get enough time to throw the ball downfield and be able to run play action and not have to, like, worry about running at all and can have a bunch of time back there, I think Flacco could be as good as he was last year in Denver, which is better than Keenum was last year. But still, like, it's not great, but it's, you know, I guess okay enough. Yeah, what I really want to talk about, though, is when I went to a Denver Broncos game, and I will honestly say... That I got to see Peyton Manning's last regular season game of all time. I at mean, home, I, in Denver. I, at home, in, in Denver. Denver. When Not his came, last ever, though. Oh, his last ever no. when it comes to regular season game. So I was he there. played the next week you, on the road. It doesn't matter. It was in the regular season. And that's where he was yeah, put this, in the second. This is still regular inter- season. You're game. interrupting my story here. This wasn't Why his last you? professional game. Though. Why are you trying to interrupt my story? Okay, thank you. <laughs> So going back to me being in the Denver Broncos stadium watching Peyton Manning's last regular season game of all time, I loved every minute of it. Why? Because even the Denver audience, I told them I was a Dallas Cowboy fan. You know what they said? Who cares? You just better be cheering on our team. They were the nicest fans I've ever seen in my life. And they go crazy. It was a good stadium. Good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know, man. It, I felt a lot a lot at home. You feel a Denver. connection. Yeah. Seattle, I didn't feel that connection. But Denver on God, the other I hand. God, I hate Seattle. But, I mean, their stadium was kind of cool. I just, man, it was so cold. I hate them. It's all about going in during the cold season. I just wanted to talk about myself for a little bit there. Yeah, so, yeah. Either way, with this Denver team, yeah, they're going to go 6 and, I don't know, 6 and 10. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> are you drinking? Are you, did you eat my pubic hair cake earlier? I, what? Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're not going to do the midsummer thing right now. Because if we were, we both know you would be putting some blood in my glass. Yeah. All right? Yeah. That's what you would be doing. Yeah. Not the other way around. I'm not eating your cake. You're eating my cake. All right. Well, you're drinking my drink. I'm eating your cake. No, I don't want to drink your drink. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not doing either one of those. Uh, the Well, okay. The <laughs> last thing, this is, I guess, kind of the most important thing for Denver. Because I think they're going to be really similar to last year. Last year, too, they were 6-6, six and six, and they were set up to make a run at the postseason. Then they lost 14-20 San Francisco. They lost 16-17 in Cleveland, which included like an all-time stupid uh, field goal attempt on fourth and one from Vance Joseph in that game. That was they awesome. They lost to Oakland 14-27, and they lost to Los Angeles 9-23. So like, they should have been a playoff team, really. But Vance Joseph is a terrible coach. He's awful. Um, Whoa. He's, he's an awful head coach. Dude, he's fine. There's something wrong with him. He's terrible. In that Texans game last year they played, he settled for a 56-yard field goal. There was like 45 seconds left on the clock, and he settled for a 56-yard field goal. You got to get them points, man. The kicker missed it by like 30 feet. Okay, um, but it's all about the effort. But Fang- I think Fangio is be a much better head coach. I think the team will be just as good as it was last year from a performance way, and probably even a little bit better. But their schedule is really tough. They're projected to play the toughest schedule this year. 
So they start off at Oakland, then they play Chicago, at Green Bay, Jacksonville, at Los Angeles, Tennessee, Kansas City, at New Orleans, Cleveland, at Minnesota, at Buffalo, Los Angeles, at Houston, at Kansas City, Detroit, Oakland. So there's four games here that they could be favorites in. Yeah, they lost every single one of those games. The rest games. of those games are probably going to lose. Yeah, they're, they're about to lose every single one They may one of those be games. like Tennessee. Who knows? I don't know. I don't even know that because Tennessee's going to make a quarterback change. We all know this. Yeah, well, I don't know. What do you mean? Stop. I don't know. Uh, so the over-under here <laughs> don't is seven. Don't at me. The over-under here is seven. I have six and ten like you do. Oh, really? So we're just copying what Taylor says, huh? That's I already what have we're all doing this now. written down. That's what we're doing these days. We just have to copy what Taylor's notes say. That's fine. Yep. Uh-huh. You know, we think alike. We're brilliant minds, you know. Nope. We are not the instead, same. Instead, criminal minds, it's brilliant minds, and it's no. just... I would rather be mind hunters than criminal minds. Oh, that'd be good. Ooh, no, you can't see. You're copying me again. You're not doing this. I'd rather be an X-File, though. Yeah, you could be an X-Files. You're the redhead. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I've always wanted to be a redhead. Yeah, you would. Oh, my lady was telling me, you know redheads are going extinct? Like, it's a real thing. So I mean, like, exaggerating. Like, it's really a thing where it's just less and less people are just red hair, so freckles, red, like everything. It's just really not happening anymore. Because they're 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 diluting the gene pool or what? Yeah, like something. Yeah, exactly. It's just you're it's not common anymore and they're really vanishing. I just want to say, man, save the redheads. What are we gonna do? <laughs> I mean So global warming is killing the polar bears and then the redheads too. Maybe they're associated with it. What if it they're gets too hot for them? What if they're the ones protecting the earth? Oh, okay. They're like the honeybees. Yeah. They're vanishing. Where did they go? Dang. Dang. Sounds like M. M. Night Shyamalan movie. Sounds like a really good twist. <laughs> <laughs> well, so next up are the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so you want to hear some numbers real fast? Give me all the record-breaking numbers that everybody loves. So they scored 565 points last year. Oh, God. Uh, Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. He averaged 8.1 net yards in attempt, which is first. He had a passing DVOA of 62.9%, which is first. Their offensive DVOA was 34.2%, which is first. Uh, the lowest amount of points they scored was 26 against Arizona. But Arizona, I think, scored 12 points that game against like a really bad you know, Kansas City defense. Uh, but I still love Arizona. I always will. Tyreek Hill averaged 10.9 yards before the catch and 6.1 yards after the catch. It's the dumbest thing. It's like he averaged you know, 17 yards of reception. It's ridiculous. Which is uh, insane. And Mahomes also had DYAR over 2,000. The only quarterback to ever do that twice is Tom Brady. And then Aaron Rodgers has done once before. Peyton Manning has done once before. So like Patrick Mahomes in his second season is like, you know, already has done things that only four other people have done before. Whatever, sophomore and slump. last year they were just absurd. So do you think the passing offense, you think this offense gets better, stays the same, or gets worse next year? Okay, I'm going to say it gets worse. But this is the only reason why. And it's just because Kareem Hunt's not there. Otherwise, I think the team is great. It's just it, it didn't look the same last year when they lost him. I don't know if maybe it was the playoff pressure or what, but the moment that Kareem Hunt was suspended or kicked off the team, whatever, it just it didn't look the same type of team where they were playing much closer games than just blowing the team out. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, they had like this spectacular offense where I do truly expect them to score every time they touch the ball. It's just... I don't know, man. It's like if you get them to miss once, twice, they're going to struggle. And it's just because that defense is so terrible. Yeah. So I'm going to say they regress, but only by like a game. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. And like the Hunt thing with Damian Williams difference between the two, it wasn't yeah. really the rushing offense because the rushing offense, Hunt averaged you know five point one yards a carry. Williams averaged four point six. Uh, Hunt's DVO is twenty six point four percent. Williams was nine point one percent. So like yeah, like there was a difference there. Hunt, a was, bit. Hunt was better, but in the passing game though, that's where there was the real difference. Um, where yeah, in the passing game was the real difference because Kareem Hunt averaged fourteen point five yards a catch. Uh, so, actually, I think I'm saying that completely wrong. The passing game where, was where there was a difference. Uh, I don't want to give out false information, false oh, truths here. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right, but either way, whenever it comes down to it, that's what I'm kind of saying. It just really seemed like that the pressure was just more on Patrick Mahomes to make the throw. And again, I'm going back to I want to know what he could do without Tyreek Hill. That man is just cheating all around. And with Travis Kelsey, you have the best tight end, yeah. too. You have the best deep threat in the entire and they, league. And they added Michael Hardeman because they thought yeah, uh, that they, they need, thought Hill was going to get suspended. So they so needed like, oh, another receiver. Yeah, let's just add another guy who's just like him. That was the thing. That guy runs a 4-3-2. And who else do they have that you drafted in a fantasy because you love him so much? Uh, that Tamaris guy. No, 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 no. Who's the other one? Who's the old guy who's always been there? Uh, They're other wide receiver. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. I hate Sammy Watkins so much. What are you talking about? I've hated him since that Los Angeles Rams playoff game that we gambled on against the Falcons, where Goff throws a perfect ball to him and he doesn't jump up and try to catch it. He just stands on the ground and like hopes it falls into him. That's what you do. I was like, you're a coward, Sammy. And also in fantasy football, I get him every year and every year he's bad. But it's like the seventh round. It's like. Well, I guess I'll take him. You just do it. And he never does You say you hate him, but you just can't wait to play him. You're just waiting for the Sammy breakout, and you're like, here it comes. It's never going to happen. This is me, baby. And I had a keeper league, and I took him the second round. I took Antonio Brown and Sammy Watkins, and I was awful that year, but I was able to change things around next year. That sounds I still have Watkins. I trade Antonio Brown. That doesn't make any sense. I got Des Bryant and... What a trade. Somebody else. And then I traded them for AJ Green and somebody else. It worked out okay. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad everything so, made you happy there. So these receiving <laughs> numbers between Damian Williams and Kareem Hunt, I thought they were wrong because they're this absurd, but they were actually right. Oh. So Kareem Hunt, he had DVA seventy nine point four percent. He averaged fourteen and a half yards a catch. Uh Damian Williams, a DVA thirty three point nine percent, averaged nine point three yards a catch. So like Williams was still really good, but Hunt was like so the best better. catching receiver out of the backfield of all time. And I think that's where the offense really missed Hunt last year is in the receiving game. But like, I think Williams is good. The guy they drafted from Tulsa, uh, he looked really good this preseason. They actually trade Carlos Hyde to the Texans to make up for the difference between the two. And uh, because, you know, Hyde doesn't break tackles anymore, and he's like 29 years old. And he's going to average like three yards of carries in, in Houston. And I'm not mad at all. I'm not bitter at all. It sounds like that you're a little bit bitter right I'm now. always bitter. I'm always well, I don't, mad. I don't understand why you're mad, though. It just seems like that you're such a calm, polite individual. I mean, if I'm you gonna look, lose my damn If mind. you look at your Twitter account, dude, all it says is positivity, right? Yeah. That's all. You it's, love your team. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> So you're like getting angrier as I'm saying this. <laughs> I'm furious. Like, come on, man. We're drinking out of Texans Bud Lights. I can't do it. Woo. So the Chiefs last year also on offense, they averaged 6.8 yards after the catch, which is second in football. Ridiculous. Uh, Mahomes averaged up the target was 9.3 yards, which was ninth. And also like he, they were fifth in sack rate, but they were 24th in pressure rate. And it's like it just goes back to that same thing with Mahomes too. Like he can hold into the pocket, he can make guys miss, he can get out in space, he can throw the ball downfield. Like the only thing that he kind of did wrong last year was he took too many risks 
and he should throw more interceptions than he should have. And so I think if any regression comes from Kansas City, I think Mahomes could throw maybe like 12 interceptions this year. But uh, that's really kind of pretty much it. What are you talking about, Matt? He's uh, practicing throwing left-handed passes. Yeah, that's good. Because that's what you should be doing. By the way, if my quarterback was doing practicing left-handed, I'd like honestly punch him. Yeah. I'd punch him in the face. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want you to do that. And you know what Andy Reid is doing on the sideline? He's sitting there. He's going, that's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, you keep doing that. You know what I want you it's to do? It's his magnum opus. Now I want you to get like a center, and then I want you to snap throw a ball. You know what I'm saying, Matt? Just throw it between your legs. How do you do that, right? Oh, like NFL Street? <laughs> that's exactly what he's going to do. I want you to, to run off the wall, yeah. throw behind the back. That's, that's what they're going to be doing. They're just going to be trying trick shot football throws. Yeah. I hate this team so much. <laughs> and like, even what I just said to us, said maybe he throws 12 interceptions this year. He threw 11 last year. It so doesn't it's not matter. Like he didn't, but yeah. Like maybe he throws like 15 this year. So do you he gets like Jameis Winston territory and throws sixty touchdowns. So this is kind of the argument though. Do you think it's him? Do you think it's this team? Or is it Andy Reid's offense? That's a combination of it all. So do you think but is it well, how is Andy Reid's offense is always like this? What is he doing? You seem to have watched him forever. You're an Andy Reid fan. Yeah, I like Andy. You love that mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I like it whenever he kisses me, especially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said that if you could you'd go for a ride one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My favorite type of rides are mustache ones. Oh uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, he's just always done a really good job creating easy throws. My favorite thing about Andy Reid's offense is how good he is at creating screen passes. Like, there's been research coming out or numbers that have come out that shows, you know, that, like, the least ineffective throw is a running back screen, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, screens are typically not a very good play. Like, they're not very effective. But, like, the Chiefs are so good at running them. Uh, I'll believe that only because when every single time like Dallas would run a screen, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Because yeah. it's like on third down or something it's like, like third and 18 it's or like, something. Here comes the blitz yeah. and there's three guys rushing. And you're just like, oh my God. And then the guy just gets stopped at the line of scrimmage. You're just like, you're so stupid. Yeah. But again, it's just unfair in the same way. I would love to have Tyreek Hill on my team at this point because you could just throw the ball. If I threw a little Dak and Dink to him, guess what? He's going to take off and score. Yeah. I'll always remember that whenever it was a halftime. Oh, yeah. And he, <laughs> they played him all the guys back. He caught it open field. I go, he's going to score. <laughs> all he did was zigzag. He just went one side to the other, and he, everybody was tired. And he's like, you want to go again? He really is like Chris Johnson from Madden 11. Yeah, from the live. exactly. He also reminds me of the guy in X-Men who pauses time and runs around and does all that stuff. Oh, and then Quicksilver. He, yeah, he's yeah. Quicksilver, dude. Yeah. Come it's Tyreek Hill. Yeah, dude. He's on. that guy. You, or you could say he's Flash. Nah, he's Quicksilver. He's, what is the difference? Like, it, looks like he, it doesn't look like he's faster than everybody. He's so fast that it looks like he's manipulating time itself. But you're a color guy. Flash is red. Tyreek Hill is red. Nah, that's not the same thing. You know though. what? I hate you Like I so like the colors, sometimes. but the colors don't have to be the same. God, I hate you the, so I don't much. care about the colors matching. I just like the colors. What is your deal? I never want to like be around you sometimes. So, so I know so that... <laughs> I know we've talked a lot about the offense, which is what everybody talks about. But I think What do you want to talk about from the defense, Matt? Let's this, bring well, this on is, the defense. This is the important thing. So last year, they had the worst run defense in the league. And this is back-to-back years. They had the worst run defense in 2017 when Derrick Henry ran all over them, and they allowed a lot of the times to come back and beat them in the postseason, uh, which cremated the Alex Smith era. So last year, their run defense averaged five yards a carry, or gave up five yards a carry, which was 31st. They allowed 19 rushing touchdowns, 27th. Teams ran the ball 425 times against them, which was 17th, which is a high figure considered they're playing against an offense that's always up. So it's like you're down by 14, and you still wouldn't run the ball against the Chiefs. That's how bad their defense is. 
Uh, their run defense DVA was 9.8%, which is 32nd. They were last in second-level yards, last in adjusted line yards, too. And they ran that 3-4 defense where they had one good defensive line, which is Chris Jones. They had D4 and Justin Houston on the edge. Both of them aren't very good run defenders. Their interior linebackers were Reggie Raglan and Anthony Hitchens. Uh, Raglan's not good. Kansas City Chiefs fans like to say he's good. He's not good. Hitchens had a good game in the postseason against the Patriots. But overall, last year, he wasn't like an impact player. He just made a lot of tackles for like six yards down the field. And they also add Darren Lee, who I, who I like here. I think Darren Lee will actually replace Raglan in this defense. But most importantly is they switched to a 4-3. Ooh, so you think this is the difference here? Yeah, so they switched, oh, they switched to a 4-3. Look at you smiling over here. They traded for Frank Clark. They added Alex Okafer. Uh, Ogaba and Nadi is a good run-stopping defensive tackle, too. I even too. know that name. And, yeah, using this 4-3, though, I think it's going to make a big difference. And their pass rush may not be as good, but I think it'll make a big difference in their run defense. So they won't play against the Patriots and give up 225 yards on the ground and that sort of thing. And then also, like, Clark's a really good uh, pass rusher. Okafor's an okay pass rusher. Chris Jones is one of the dominant interior, run, one of the dominant interior pass rushers as well, too. So, like, I still like their pass rush. I think the improvement of the run game, though, is going to be worth the switch to 3-4 and the trades they made and to bring in Clark and Okafor instead and lose guys like and lose uh, Houston and Ford. So wait, are you saying that you like the run defense more than the pass defense? Yeah, but the thing but was, no, was they were losing because of the no, pass I, defense more than anything. They were else? like, no, they were a top ten pass defense last How? year. How they were? That's not true they were up, at they all. They were up big and they were in obvious passing situations. But that doesn't make any sense considering that they literally would get burned because they're. Do you remember they had the get, Chiefs they had versus the Rams rush. game where it was just yeah. a joke where they would just throw it behind yeah, the I'm corners and the safeties? I'm aware of that. But it was the same thing with the Patriots too when Tom got the ball. Sure, it's Tom. Don't get me wrong. I know he wrong. had the three third down conversions in the game, but and then they ran point. the ball from 15 yards out to finish it. It's still though they got the, them down to the third I down knew, each knew, time. I'm talking about over the course of the entire season though. Over the course of the entire season, they had a pretty good pass defense. No, they had because they had a good pass I rush. Say it's it was pretty good. I wouldn't say it's ten. Finished twelfth in DVOA. Okay. Well, now, I thought you said 10th. You Close. said 10th. You said 10th like said 30 10th, seconds ago. I was wrong. Okay, you're lying 12th. now. I'm not lying. I'm See, I wrong. can't even believe you because you're lying to me. At this I looked point. it up. It was 12th. Okay. I, won't, I, won't let, I won't let lies stay true in this podcast. You let lies always stay true. So Frank Clark last year, 13 sacks. Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks. Okafor had four sacks. Uh, Nandi had three sacks. So that would be their front four that they'll typically bring with. And I think also, too, just having that fourth guy in the line of scrimmage will just help with the run defense. Um, on its own too. So yeah, I, I like the defense more this year. I think the Chiefs are going to be better this year. I still think they're going to lose to the Patriots like the AFC title game. But I don't, I don't buy the offense being like much worse than it was last season with Mahomes having another year and having them you know better used to each other. Adding Hardeman, I think Watkins should be better this season too. Maybe Hill could even be better if he gets more touches. Um, and I like their running tag too. So I, I just think this is going to be a better Chiefs team. Ooh, you're saying better. Wait, wait. What was their record last year? Their record last year is twelve and four. It's not better than that. I think they're going. I think they're going to win twelve games again this year. Oh no, I'm going under on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, what's your prediction for the season? I got eleven and five. Take that. Sob. Okay. Yeah, I have them at twelve and four. Their over under is ten and a half. Yeah. By the way, I would place that bet right now. Yeah, me now. too. What the hell is going on with that? Me too. Is and their schedule hard? It's projected to be the eighth. Toughest schedule. That's not that bad, though. No. What? Really? Man, I'd play that. Yeah. We need to go to Vegas. 
God, I miss Vegas. I got my new purple suit. Dude, I look so awesome in it. I'm ready to go. I just want to be called Purple Man every, every single where man, place we should, I go. We should have gone this weekend just for the day and then made a bunch of football bets and flown back. That's exactly what we should have done. That's what we should have done. What the hell are we doing? By the way, we should really just do it one day and just like pull an entourage. Man, I feel like I would make it in my just life. Just fly in the morning, go, fly the next morning out. Yeah. Well, and just stay up all night. Exactly. But... Think about it, where we just fly in the day, and then Meg calls me. Hey, where are you? Oh, I'm in Vegas for the day. Don't worry, I'm going to be back tomorrow morning. Hang up. I feel like that I would make it in my life if I was able to do that. No, you just you say that, and then you hang up. Yeah, but then whenever I got home, I'm like going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get one of these. Yeah, just chasing you around the house. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the Chiefs. I'm excited to watch them play this year. I'm and not that I think excited. they're going to be better this year, but they're going to have the same win-loss record. I don't ever want to see that bandana on my TV screen again. Do you understand me? Oh, it's going to be there a lot. Get the bandana off my TV. Do you want to hear their primetime games before we hit break? Is it like eight of them? So, let's see. They're playing Thursday night football against Denver. Ridiculous. Monday night football in Mexico against Los Angeles. Why? And I guess it's not showing the Sunday night games here, but I'm assuming they're going to play some Sunday night games They're not playing any Sunday night games. Yeah. They They, should all go to the Dallas Cowboys. They will. I'll go to Dallas. All right, so we're going to take a quick, ba- quick break and we no, come we're back. We're going to take a quick bake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got Easy bake cakes. oven, baby. No, I got the, those pubic hair cakes got cooked. I don't want any pubic hair cakes. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We'll talk about the rest of the AFC West. All right, next up in our preview are the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are cowards, so we're not going to talk about them. Yeah, why would we ever talk about this team ever again in my life? I, By the I, way. They lost 45-7. to seven. To the Patriots. It's just easy. Who cares what what their record is? Even if they make the playoffs, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not even going to pick this team to make playoffs. I hope this team goes 1-15. That's how worthless this team is. I'm just going to save them the trouble. You're going to lose anyways. Yeah. Season's over. Good. We're done. Uh, so their over-under is 9.5. I'm going to take the under to pick them at A&A and miss the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to put them at the under 2, and I'm going to put them at 1-15. Okay. <laughs> I'll put that down here. Dang, what if it actually comes true, dude? God, I hate them so much. I think I really think the biggest thing with them is that last year they were lucky. Well, they weren't lucky, but they finally had some luck go their way. Uh, they finally had a kicker who could make field goals. They finally had a positive turnover differential. They finally didn't. Uh, they finally had a kicker who could make some game-winning field goals. And this year, all of that, I think all that goodwill is gone. Man, I don't mean to interrupt the podcast. I just have to let you know that in our group text, uh, one of our friends says, being at the sex shop at noon on Labor Day makes a man question where he went wrong in life. Your brother then responds, you need Jesus. That's a good point. It's a, it's a very valid point here. Because you can say whatever you want about being in the sex shop on Labor Day, but if you walk in that door, it's on you. Yeah. Just saying. That blood's on your hands. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry uh, for that for that quick take. Yeah, It's all good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the Chargers this year. Oh, oh my God, this team is worthless. Only here's the thing, though, and I will say one positive thing about the Chargers because I really don't like to talk about them at all. Melvin Gordon thing, they're right. Yeah, I mean the Melvin Gordon thing is ridiculous. Both sides are right. Maybe, maybe. Dude, he's had one one thousand yard season. Come on, that's just the problem with running backs, though. Yeah, but Zeke is more right than he is. Yeah. Any other running and, back is more right than he is. Yeah, he hasn't sure. been healthy. I agree with that. Like, you haven't done anything. And you can't ask for outrageous money. And they were going to pay him like 10 to $11 million a year. Guess what? That's what you deserve. Well, part of it, too, is that this is his fourth year. 
He still has the fifth-year option. It's ridiculous. He, it's just these running backs don't want to get hurt before they can get paid. All right, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go on a little thing right here about Zeke. Yeah. And that's just because I think it's the agent. Did you hear about what happened where, oh, the talks are now intensifying, things are moving really yeah. well? Apparently, yesterday, the agent waited until the very he, last he has second. Some, he has some ex-boyfriend talking in, in his ear. It, exactly. Say, hey, what have you been up to? Don't For do that. him to be able to respond saying, no, we don't want this offer on the very last second of the day, pissed Jerry Jones off. Rocky or whoever the hell his agent is, is really barking up a bad tree. Because yeah. I'll put it to you this way. In my gut feeling, if Zeke doesn't accept it for by today, things are going to be bad. They just won't pay him? I just don't think they will because Jerry's eventually going to be fed up. I, and unless they start losing, losing, Jerry's not going to give well, in. Well, that's exactly, I think, what it is. I think the agent's telling him is that you have all the leverage. The Cowboys need you. You don't need them. I, and yeah, also, he's like, I think he's also saying Jerry's 97 years old. This is his team. He wants you here. Just wait until they start losing, then they'll pay you. But then comparing it to the Chargers situation, is like, is that what Melvin Gordon is having here? Because why? These the guys, agents these guys, are like screwing over the running backs at this point because everybody in the league believes that it's just a position that you can get rid yeah, of at fungible. this point. Yeah. While the agents are telling their guys, no, 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 no. You're the greatest. You need to be paid like Gurley. Everybody, Nobody's going to get paid like Gurley. The Rams re regret that contract yeah. more than life itself. You just, I don't get the running back thing. I'll be honest. I get the Zeke thing a little bit because when you design an entire team around one guy, yeah. guess what? You should probably pay the one guy. The Melvin Gordon thing, I got nothing for you. Well, it's just the backs want to have a long-term contract before they can get hurt. That's really all it is that they want. But the problem is, it's like what Gurley happened. The moment yeah. you sign that, guess from, what yeah, happened? Yeah, from the team perspective, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're the Chargers, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Justin Jackson was you good last Eckler, year. Dude. Eckler, dude. was great. Both of them were really good whenever Gordon got hurt last year. That's why he has zero leverage. Yeah. Like, what do you, if you're the Chargers, and he even comes down to the table saying, oh, I deserve to get paid this. Hey, we did this last year without you. Yeah. What do you have now? Mm -hmm. Oh, where were you in that Patriots game? Uh, uh. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, Gordon's a fine player, but again, you don't want to pay a running back $13 million. No, you don't. And I'm going to be paying one $16 million at least. Ooh. Ugh. Ugh. God, gross. But seriously, can we move on? I'm done with this team. This team makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm So I, whenever we do our predictions uh, podcast, I'll have to rechange one of my predictions because I originally went into it picking the charges to make the playoffs. I changed Ugh, my mind last gross. week. Gross. Yeah, Why so would you ever put that bad taste in your mouth? I had to get it out. Don't ever even say that. Who I cares if they make anything? They're losers. I had to scrub it out. I hate this team. So next up is the Oakland Raiders. They're over or under here is six and a half games. Uh, the Raiders are interesting because they're one of the rare rebuilding teams in football, or I guess in sports anyways nowadays, that is rebuilding like at the draft and also spinning free agency at the same time. Like the typical standard for a rebuilding football team or any any team in sports in general is they don't pay anybody at all. They focus on youth and development. They draft as many times as they can. And then once those players develop and they start winning some games and they become more talented, they start playing better, then they spend money for agency to bump them up to the next level to be a winning team. And the Raiders aren't doing that. The Raiders are had, you know, three draft picks in the first round this year after Trey Mack and Cooper the year before. And they had all this draft all this uh free agent money and they went out and they spent it they brought in Trent Brown they brought in Tyrell Williams they traded for Antonio Brown gave him a big contract uh, they, bought, they brought in Vontaze Perfect they brought in Ryan Grant they brought in Mike Glennon uh, they spent a bunch of money they brought in LaMarcus Joyner as well too 
So they completely changed their team around and through free agency and also in the draft by the number of draft selections they had too. And so it's kind of strange that you don't really see that at all in you know, sports anymore whatsoever. All I know is that I think John Gruden is a psychopath. So as going back Have to... Have you been watching Hard Knocks? No, not really because I didn't like the first two episodes because I think they were cutting too much out of it. The thing about Hard Knocks that's terrible is that the team really does have final say on what they can yeah, keep yeah. and what they can cut. Gruden cut too much out on the first two episodes for me to believe it. That was my issue, but also at the same time, I think uh, John Gruden's a psychopath. Going back to Mindhunters, whenever <laughs> you have a common thing here where you're doing something repeatedly, you have what they call, what is it? Uh, what is it? A pattern killer okay. is what they refer to it as. The fact that he just picked up Kaiser so that he has four quarterbacks He's, on his roster. I like it. He is a complete psychopath, and he is collecting things. I'm pretty sure he is evil, and he may be doing things. So do you think that when he picks up a quarterback, he touches his nipple? Well, yeah, I think so. Okay. That's I, was gonna say, I was going to say, so like Kaiser, Peterman, Glenn, and Carr— that's like his lampshade made out of nipples. That's that's exactly. It's like photos of them all just around his wall. And he just hangs up a poster of the next one that he picks up. Yeah. You're going to go right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bothering. I just don't get or it. Or like it's the, the table covered in bones and Texas Chainsaw Massacre for him. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Gruden just does this. He just loves his quarterbacks. He knows how to develop them. No, he's a crazy person. Yeah. And he did the same thing in Tampa, too. Uh, yeah. I don't. Okay, you know, I'll get, I'll get the Kaiser thing. I I can't get the Peterman thing. I just can't. He loves him. I know he does, and it's because and he and wants. Glennon to... Glennon looked pretty good in preseason too. He wants to break him because he saw Peterman and how bad he did, and he's like, "I'm going to turn this man around, and everyone's going to worship." Well, me for I, doing and I it. think I think Bill O'Brien's the same way too. Like I think part of him secretly. Bill O'Brien hates... is not the same thing, man. No, I think part of him secretly hates the fact that Deshaun Watson's been as good as he ha- as he is. I think part of him hates the fact that he couldn't develop. Tom Savage, Ryan Mallett, Case Keenum, Brian Hoyer. The fact that he couldn't take, take uh, name redacted, I think he hates himself. That he couldn't turn any of those teams into like a Super Bowl winning team by some quarterback he just took that was bad. They turned into this great savior. Wasn't he forced I think he to hates Sean? That. Yeah, the GM trade up for him. That's hilarious because yeah. it was forced on him. I remember that, and yet it was because it's like what you and I talked about. I love Dak more than life itself. You and I can go back and forth on who's better with certain situations. But just like what you asked me, if I had Deshaun Watson, what would I say? Because Deshaun is that great. Yeah, he's awesome. And I think it's kind of ridiculous that for once, all the analysts were right. Like, he really was the guy that people should have been looking at from yeah. the start. And it eats Bill O'Brien up. Yeah, I think it, he hates he, it. It tears him up. Like, I, he, he wants so badly for Tom Savage to be his guy. Okay, so... He wanted it more than anything. Going back to the psycho part, do you think Gruden would rather draft a guy sure. or develop a guy? No, he, what he wants to do is he wants to release Carr next year because if they release Carr, they save $6.5 million in cap space, which I think is going to happen. And then he wants to turn either Kaiser, Glennon, a draft pick. But like not a first-round draft pick, though. Okay. Yeah. Like a fourth round draft pick, a fifth round draft pick, or turn one of these guys into a starting quarterback. He a so he had, yeah, he wants that. That's so crazy he wants and it, psychotic. He wants to build the shed in the backyard every weekend. I'm gonna build you to be my perfect thing. Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, that's exactly it. Oh my god! You know what? I'm doing the wrong job here. I just need to join Mine Hunters. Yeah. Quarter, that's all I need to do. Quarterback hunters, I guess. Yeah, that's true. 
Maybe we can go work for the ringer and make a really bad trailer for them. That's, yeah, I Some guess. Some really lame trailer <laughs> for them. They would love it where we just have posters of quarterbacks on our wall. Yeah. And I'm just naked walking around. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, what people want to see. Just tucked in and dancing. <laughs> tucked in and dancing. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I love it. I remember I watched that movie and I was like nine on the computer by myself. And you started tucking it in. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> so but I was like, what is, I was so confused. I like, I, I couldn't understand it all. And it took me like 15 years later. I was like, oh, okay, I got it now. <laughs> I really liked X-Files. And you know, when you have a single mother, you can kind of do whatever you want to do. I don't know what that means. Cause we're going to go back to, you had X-Files and you had Disney Channel and Nickelodeon. Cause you were the rich family. No, that's exactly no. what was transpiring. I, I had salmon pies for dinner every night. I didn't watch Disney Channel, watch Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, we had this conversation. I thought, whatever you were the rich family. So let's talk, let's talk Derek Carr. Do we want to? So last year he threw 19 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. If you adjust for like drops, your move, Hail Marys and throwaways, uh, that number drops to 20 adjusted <laughs> interceptions. So like he was very fortunate he only threw 10. His average depth of target was 7.1 yards, which is 33rd. With pressure, he was the second worst quarterback in football. Without pressure, he was the 10th best quarterback in football. And last year their offensive line allowed pressure on uh, – 28.3% of all dropbacks. In 2016, 2017, when Carr was like, you know, fairly good. In 2016, that really good breakout year he had, they were the best pass protecting offensive line in football. The year after, they were third by pressure rate. And it's like, everybody's kind of like, well, they need to see what they have in Carr this year. That's what this thing is for Gruden. You know what you have in Carr. I was about to say. Carr is good when he has great pass protection. He has plenty of time to throw where he can take time, make his reads, because he's a cautious quarterback. Like, he has the arm strength to make tight throws, but he wants to make sure it's all the way there. And then also, he's bad against pressure. Like, he's not good at maneuvering around the pocket, dodging rushers, stepping up. Um, he's not good at making quick decisions. Whenever he does, he just, like, drops to Jalen Rashard really fast. And by playing behind the offensive line he had last year, you know, he was hit a bunch. He actually cried in the middle of a game because oh he was God. hit so many times. And so, like, you know what you have in Carr. And if you want Carr to be your quarterback, you have to build an offense and team around what suits his skills. And if you do that and you do it well, you can have a good offense with him. But if you don't, he's not the type of he's not the type of quarterback who can you know, make everybody else around him better and can you know, upgrade like make your offensive line better, make your skill receivers better. You have to make him better in a way. It's like the same like thing with like Kirk Cousins, for example. Um, so yeah, like, I don't understand like them trying to figure out what they have in Carl. Like you have it or you don't. And so I don't think he's gonna last this year. I think he's gonna get cut after this season, and the Raiders are gonna move on. Isn't that a little depressing? That's the one thing where I did watch in the first two episodes of Hard Knocks with Derek Carr. Man, he is trying so hard to be a teacher's pet. I mean, he is just trying to be Gruden's <laughs> favorite. He just He's sitting up front. He's laughing. He's giggling. He's bringing family to practice. I just... Oh, is David out there? I just... Yeah. No, no, David's not okay. There. David's probably just not okay. He's in the NFL point. network being hot. Yeah, he's just showing off his Super Bowl ring, and that's all he's yeah. doing right now. He won with the Giants. He won with the Giants, man. Yeah. He's showing it off. He deserves that ring for what you did to so him. So Jared Lorenzen, he wants to roll the Giants too. Yeah, yeah. What your team did to him, he deserves that. It's fine. Okay. Either way, I just, man, I never want to feel like that I'm manlier than an NFL player. Derek Carr, I feel like I'm manlier than him. I do like his eyes, though. He, no, like actually, the, I, like, I hate the eyes because the like eyes the, make me feel like that I'm manlier. I like the mascara just because it makes me think he's like he loves Slipknot and My Chemical Romance. No, it makes me feel like that he truly just wants to be pretty. Like it just makes me feel like that he looks in the mirror, and be like, 
you're pretty today, Derek. <laughs> or you know what? He probably doesn't even call himself Derek. He calls himself D. Okay. He's like, you're so much higher than David, Derek. Yeah. D, hey, you're so much higher than D, David. D, David doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. You're all about it, D. Yeah. I just like whenever it came out of the draft, because they had all these articles typed out about how uh, after David's you know, career kind of fell apart, he spent his entire, he's like, my mission in life is to make sure my brother's really good. And so you had this quarterback who probably wasn't very good at all, even though he had good pass protection and whatever. He was probably never going to be a very good quarterback. And so you have that guy now going over to him, trying to teach him how to play quarterback. And, you know, I think Derek, like I said, I think Derek Carr is an average quarterback. And for him to be a really good quarterback, you have to have everything set up around him. So this year, his offensive line is going to be Colton Miller. It's his second year. Uh, he was really bad last season. His hands are bad. They leave him at left tackle. Next to him is Richie Incognito. Because I guess, like, his brains are soup, and who cares what happens to him anymore. He's a great guy. And you always need, like, a little bit of racism on an Oakland Raiders football team. No. You need, like, a little bit of a wild card on that Dude, team. Dude, a he's a guy. He's misunderstood. Everybody loves him. He's just misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seems, like, nice. He cut up the neighborhood cat because, you know, he's going through a lot. Listen, the cat was making a lot of noise at 3 a.m. And he just wouldn't be quiet. And the entire neighborhood and it made so a complaint. it was so hot. It was so hot, and you the know, cat wouldn't be quiet. Sometimes you just got to help everyone. Yeah. Uh, his center is really good, Ronnie Hudson. His right guard's really good, Gabe Jackson. They pay a bunch of money for Trent Brown. Trent Brown and Antonio Brown are the highest paid players that at their respective positions for the season. I think Trent Brown is a good player. I don't think he's the best fo- best tackle in football. I think playing for the New England Patriots and Tom Brady gets the ball out in like 2.3 seconds. I think that's what made him a great player last year in New England. And I think he's going to drop off here in Oakland uh, dramatically. But so do you think this offensive line's good enough with Antonio Brown? With Tyrell Williams as a deep threat, uh, with Hunter Renfro, with, you know, okay tight ends. Do you think this offense is built around Derek Carr and the fact that he could have a successful season? Or do you just think, like, yeah, it's going to be kind of crappy and it's going to be uh, disappointing this year for him? Okay. In all honesty, I feel like it could have been better. I feel like they could have done something at least at left tackle for him. The only thing is... They drafted that guy, like, in the 12th overall pick. Like, that was their first-round pick. But do they want him to be better? That guy? No, no, no. Derek Carr. Uh, like that's the whole thing. I I actually think that this team really could, especially with the offensive line, especially with even the defense. That it seems like Gruden has improved areas of this team very well. It's just I don't think Gruden wants Carr to succeed. So if he doesn't want him to succeed, I feel like he may try to pull some things, like maybe not have guys be where they should be. I think there could be some sabotage going on, and that's I don't just, think he needs to though. But, but also, like, if you don't want, but if you if get, you, it's like what you said though. If you no. get Car enough time, though, yeah, yeah, Car's going to be a but fine I th- quarterback. I think just based on what was available to him, like their best option to tackle is Trent Brown. I think they should put Trent Brown left tackle and then move Williams over to right, or move Miller over to right, not Williams, but move Miller over to right and go like that. But that's the problem. Matt. But you that just was said that's that was what the best. Op- well, that was the best option. But I think they want to make sure they can develop Miller into good. But also, like, you don't want, if you like if you don't want Car, just trade him. You know what the Broncos would give you for Carr? But you're saying the Broncos would give you like a second round pick for Carr if you wanted to. But trade you don't want a, a second. Year. You don't want a second. If you're, you're not Gruden, you don't anything. want a second. You're not like, get anything. Then. For me, I just feel like Gruden has to prove a point, and I think Gruden wants to prove the point. No, I think I think it's just me. I feel like I think this it's is an ego game. It's a good setup for Carr. I don't think they're going to keep him after this year, but then they're not going to come and they're going to look to trade him after the season. Oh my god! I just feel like that after Gruden gets done with Carr every single day of practice, that Carr just goes in like the bathroom and like cries while eating a sandwich at lunch. <laughs> I just feel like that. That's what happens. It's like the Mean girl scene. Yeah, with it's Lindsay very Lohan. sad. What do you mean? It's really sad. What do you? 
What, are you feeling bad for him? Yeah, I am. What do you mean you're feeling bad for him? It's sad to be in this situation. He's got a wife. He's got kids. He's got a happy life. What are you talking about? You feel bad for Derek Carr. It's sad to have to live No, like it's that. not. To have nobody love you at work. Oh, to have, to have no, no friends. Okay. It's sad. Here's the thing. You cried. Who cried? He uh, cried. Well, yeah, he got hit a lot. Yeah, but you don't cry. Yeah, so did it looked David. Terrible. It looked terrible. You're not allowed to cry, dude. I don't know. Let's uh. Let me put it this way: Did Alex Smith cry with that injury that he had? No. That was the worst injury I've ever seen. Did Gordon Hayward cry when he had his injury in the Maybe NBA? Maybe in the locker room. Yeah, not in front of people. I don't know. You're man. bringing up my point, man. No, I think. Would I you think, cry? I think this offense would be better. I think you would cry. I don't think so. So you're trying to say, don't change the subject, crier. No, I wouldn't cry. I've never cried. Yeah, right. I've seen you cry. Maybe. Um, So the pass defense last year, real fast. So Cleo Mack had 12 and a half sacks last season, 18 quarterback hits. The Raiders as a team last year, they had 13 (laughs) sacks and uh, 48 quarterback hits. Solid. So like Khalil Mack was just as good as the entire Raiders pass pass defense last year. Um, The only interesting pass rusher they have here is Arden Key, and he had one sack, but he had 28 pressures. This is his second year. Maybe you can see something from him on the outside. But, like, in general, like, the defensive line's bad. The cornerback play was actually better last year than you thought it would be, and their safeties are really good. And so, like, I don't know. The pass rush can be 20th. This defense could go up from 22nd DVA to maybe a little bit better. Um, I like Brandon Marshall, too. I think Vontae's perfect last one game before he just, like, kicked out the league completely. Good. Uh, but yeah, like I, I can see the defense being better this year too, and the offense is gonna be better. I think the Raiders are gonna be better. They're gonna be like interesting to watch, but they play a really tough schedule. And I think this the other problem here with them. Yeah, when it comes down to me, I just I go back and forth to this team. Cause what's their over under? Are you excited to watch them play this year? Oh, I'm not gonna. Are watch you it. interested? In no, them? I'm not gonna watch a game from them. <laughs> okay. I could care less about this team. This team makes me sick. But if it comes down to if they're going to be better than what they were last year, so last year yeah. they were four and twelve. This year they over under six and a half. So what do you have for them? I think I talked a lot of crap about them earlier. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. I have them at seven and nine. Okay. Yeah. So you're taking the over. I am. So I have them at six and ten. I'm taking the. I think they improve on last year, but I'm I taking think the they improve. Under. I just think it's a it's a really hard schedule. I was talking so much about them though, saying that they'd be so much worse because I hate them. But, yeah, after looking at everything, I think they are going to be I am better. really bummed that they're moving from Oakland. Like, that game last year against Pittsburgh is so much you're fun. Not, you're am. not bummed because you say that, but then you're going to be like, hey, Taylor, you want to go to Vegas? No, I don't want to do that. Yes, you no, do. I you want to go to the Knights game? Yeah, I don't want to go to What's Raiders the difference? game in Vegas. What's the difference? The hockey game sounds like fun. The Raiders game in Vegas doesn't sound like fun. Why does it sound like fun? And also, hockey is more fun to go to in person than football is. Oh, I agree with that. But yeah. I agree that and any sport is more like fun to go in person than it, it comes to football. Yeah, because and it's football, $750 a ticket. You know what the best spot for watching football is? In your home. on At the TV. Yeah. The TV is the best view you could ever get at football. Yeah. Like, unless you're going to pay, like, the ultimate money. The best spot really is on your couch. Yeah. And that's why so people... I, don't, I have no interest in going to Vegas to a Raiders game. Man, they really I want to go to Vegas and gamble on NFL Sunday with all the TVs. And just sit there and be a slug. But I don't want to go to a Raiders game in Vegas. Yeah, you're going to go. No, I'm not. I bet you money you're going to go. All right, so to recap, I have the Broncos at 6-10. and 10. You have the Broncos at 6-10. and 10. We're both taking the under of seven wins. The Chiefs, we're both taking the over. I have the Chiefs at 12-4. and four. You have them at 11-5. For the Chargers, we're both taking the under of 9.5. I have them at 8-8. Eight eight. You have them at 1-15. And, <laughs> and the Raiders, the over-under 6.5. Yep. <laughs> Uh, you're saying the over at seven and nine. I'm saying the under at six and ten. 
And so the only playoff team we have from here are the Kansas City Chiefs winning this division once again. Bada bing, bada boom. So thank you for uh, doing this for the AFC West. We have one last division left, and the entire NFL season preview will be wrapped up. Uh, thank you for listening to Red Radio. My name is Matt Weston, and uh, thank you to our 4 million listeners every month. And make sure to tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandmother, hit that subscribe button, give it that five-star review. Do, do whatever it is you need to do because this is a movement, fam. This isn't a podcast. This is a this is a lifestyle here. If you're not inviting your friends and family, then get off this show right now. Yeah, if you're not, We don't want you. If you're not baking them a pubic hair cake, what are you even doing? Or and the podcast is the pubic hair cake. All I know is I just want some blood in my glass. Yeah. That's all I need in life. Yeah. So until next time, my name's John Weston. Thank you for listening to my radio.